You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, everyone. This is Rico Mohammed coming to you live from Atlanta, GA. Tonight we're supposed to have our special guest. Chuck Snow, but I don't see Chuck on the line just yet. Um, we're going to try to get him screened in and get him picked up. We're going to have a uh, show tonight. It's going to be based around the anatomy of making a sales call. We wanted to t- uh, broach the subject about to kind of empower you guys on the full steps on how to go about soliciting direct customers, you know, how it's done just the entire scope of the of the parameters of making a sales call. And no better person to talk about that than Chuck Snow, the uh, CEO of Traffic, Canada's oldest brokerage firm, and also they have uh, asset-based trucks as well with uh, the Traffic Trucking Company. And as soon as we get Chuck on the line, we're going to get him up and on board, and we're going to delve right into that subject. But we also want to do our normal thing, and we want to talk about the um, the rate index for this week. And we also want to talk about, delve into a little bit of the, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the USDA uh, fruit and vegetable report. Last week, we touched a little bit about, uh, we talked about that there was some activity going on down in Florida. I think I've pinpointed where that activity was coming from. Still a little bit of activity going on. I think that that is derived from we're right around the corner from Valentine's Day. So we're starting to see a little bit of uh, reefer traffic going on down in, in South Florida, down in Miami. I believe that the flowers and everything are coming in, and I think that that is the source from a, for a little bit of, of the spike that we have been experiencing on the uh, starting to see some freight moving out of that Florida corridor. So I'm going to jump into that here in just a second. As soon as I can get my computer to cooperate with me, we're going to get into this uh, this week's BAT rate index report. So just bear with me for just a second, guys. I might have to go and have this thing wiped off. There we go. All right. So we're going to start off with the USDA, USDA report, and this week is a little bit different than last week. Um, there, there's a lot more markets showing an adequate report versus the uh, shortage and the slight shortages. And this week, the markets that are showing the shortages are Upper Valley, Twin Falls, Burley District, Idaho, Idaho, Merrill County, Oregon, and those are the only two markets that are showing a shortage. A couple of markets showing a slight shortage, the San Luis Valley, Colorado, Austin County, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, and North Dakota showing a shortage, Nebraska, New York, Lower Rio Grande Valley, Mexico crossing through Texas, and Yakima Valley in central Wisconsin. Those are the other markets that are showing some shortages right now. Everything else is showing adequate uh, supply of trucks. Uh, you got no one is showing a slight surplus, so pretty much every uh, market that is on the USDA report is uh, you should be able to experience some pretty good 
growth and movement on the rates in those lanes. Um, like I said, if you want to get the full detailed report on the USDA report, just type into Google, type in USDA truck rate report, fruit and vegetable truck rate report. That'll give you the full report that you can uh, delve into at your own convenience. And with no further ado, let's jump over onto the DAT trend line for January 4th through the 10th. The freight availability skyrocketed up 51% and capacity surge 69% in the full the first full week of 2015. Um, we're going to go over and jump into the U.S. fan demand market for the 4th through the 10th. And it says here that we have low board activity surge in the first full week of 2015, adding 46%. More van load posted and 64% of truck posted. Compared to the previous week, the load to truck ratio slipped 11%. From 4.3 to 3.9 loads per truck. December van ratios were up. The national uh, ratio averaged 3.7 for vans in December, a 5.9% increase compared to November, and a 0.7% above the level of December 2013. Load posts increased on both month over month in a year over year basis. This is for U.S. van demand. And we're going to jump over and look at the U.S. van rates. For the four, January 4th through the 10th, the national average rate for vans lost another six cents, uh, six cents per mile last week. $2.01 due to partially decline in the average fuel surcharge. Van demand and rates remain strong for the season. The monthly average van rate achieved an off-season peak in December at $2.08 per mile, including fuel. And compared to the same month of 2013, van rates were up 7.2%. Quick round up of country, you look at the rates for the average out of Philadelphia showing $1.88 per mile. Coming out of Atlanta shows a $2.05 per mile average. Coming out of Chicago, we're showing $2.23 per mile on average, and Dallas shows a $1.87 per mile. Rounding up the averages for van rates is $2.28 per mile coming out of Los Angeles. And let's see here. We're going to jump over into the U.S. flatbed demand. I just got a message here that says that my audio sounds a little muffled. I apologize, guys. I was trying to go to another setup. I'm still trying to get this microphone straightened out that I got for uh, got specifically for the podcast, but I'm not quite sure if I'm not doing something right or it's not working out correctly. I apologize once again for any uh, – hopefully it gets a little bit better. Maybe I can try to turn my volume up on my end, and hopefully it helps out. Um, for January 4th through the 10th, we have flatbed. When we back to the flatbed, flatbed ratio reverts. Flatbed load availability boomed 72%, and the truck load capacity more than doubled, a 139% increase in the first full week of 2015. The load to truck ratio lost 28% for the week from 22.9 back to 16.5 loads per truck. Flatbed ratio down 4.2%. 
low volume dips 1.2% for flatbeds in December compared to November and capacity increased 3.1% yielding a 4.2% decline in the load to truck ratio month over month. The ratio rose 12.6% compared to a December 2013. However, that was due primarily to the increasing demand. And we're going to check around the country on the rates coming out of for flatbeds. The average coming out of Harrisburg shows $3.98 per mile. Coming out of Atlanta, flatbed averages $2.57 per mile. Rock Island checks in with $2.67 per mile average. Houston, Texas shows a $2.63 per mile average. And... Coming out of Phoenix shows one dollar and eighty-five cents on on average. Flatbed rates dipped two cents last week to two twenty-nine per mile, due in part to the decline in the fuel surcharge as well. Um, the national average rate for flatbeds fell two cents in December to two twenty-nine compared to December of twenty thirteen. However, flatbed rates rose twelve cents per mile. That was a five point five percent increase. And we're going to round up with reefer rates and demand. And coming in on this report for the January 4th through the 10th, demand for reefer rate for reefers increased 39% last week and capacity surged 45%. As a truck and logistics pros returned to work after the holidays, the resulting load to truck ratio declined 4% from 13.9% to 13.4 reefers loads per truck. December ratio dips. Uh, the reefer load availability rose 4.1% and capacity added 8.3% in December compared to November. The resulting load-to-truck load to ratio dipped 4.2% to 10.6% compared to December of 2013. The ratio declined 5.3%. So let's go and check on these reefer rates. The national average rate lost three cents for reefers last week to two thirty-five per mile, partially due to another be able is where you're having to hang up at, repackage it, and tell it back to them what it is exactly what they said that they wanted. But in order to get what you say that you wanted, this is what it's going to take to happen. And 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 at, at the same time, have a backup plan as far as. We could get this done. If you want to add a different price point, we could get this done, but you take some of the benefits away. And I think we've talked about that as well. Whenever you give something, you know, if you, as you give something, you need to take something off the table as well. That's right. Uh, you know, truer words have never been spoken. That's exactly how you have to negotiate in those situations. Okay. Well, looks like we got someone that's uh, wanting to raise their hand and, and wants to get in on the conversation here, Chuck. Let me see if I can grab them real quick. Um, don't see anybody screening my calls tonight, so I guess my my, my daughter might be asleep on the job. We'll just go right to them. <laughs> <laughs> Caller, call me here from nine four one. You on? Hey, Rico. It's it's Kenny. How you doing? I'm well, Kenny. And yourself? I'm doing very well, and I, I love this stuff tonight. I, you know, we talked a little about this on my show yesterday about sales, and you know, Chuck, I think that was great that you started with just your appearance and you know, building relationships. I know that's one of the most important things. One of the things I said last night is people like to work with people that they like, 
So if you kind of go in there and you start small talking and to make friends with them and make that emotional attachment with somebody, it's not just about business. But uh, one thing that you said that I think I think a lot of people are scratching their heads because they wanted you to give the magic answer to where do you find these direct shippers. You know, I have people that ask me all the time, where is this list of shippers? Where do I go? Where do I find them? And you, you were just mentioning you drive through industrial parks and, and look around and see what's out there and, you know, and do some research online. And there is no magic list. And there are companies I know that compile lists of various shippers and do some studies of what they're shipping in and out, how many loads they might have moving, but there's no guarantee that they're going to work with you. It's still just a cold call if you go to them. And, um, you know, I think that was, that's probably the most important thing you said right there is you've got to do the hard work and go out there and find these guys yourself. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, years ago, we used to buy lists, um, you know, Scott's directories and all the rest of them. And I think they were a lot more relevant years ago than they are today. I wouldn't waste, I wouldn't spend a dime for a list today. Unless it was a list, you know, if there was a trucking company that was going out of business, um, I'd pay a lot of money for that list. But so would everybody else, and we all buy the same list. We've done that before. Well, I've hmm. had a lot of success just if I'm in a, a city where I know there's a lot of industry or, you know, in uh, sometimes places where you don't think there's a lot of industry, a Google search will turn up a lot, and Manta is another great resource, and, and uh, Manta will let you break it down by manufacturing or, you know, different suppliers, retail, almost any city in the country. If you type in uh, a search for businesses in your area on either of those, Google or Manta, it'll literally turn up thousands of different businesses, and you can just scroll through those and, and pick and choose which ones you might want to go after, and usually just by the name of the the place that you're going after, you can tell the type of commodities. I see if it's, uh, you know, Kenny's frozen food, they're shipping frozen food. So a lot right. of times it's pretty easy to find it just, just going off of that. So I just wanted to throw that two cents in. I, I appreciate what you're doing for us, Chuck. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you, Kenny. Nice talking to you. Thanks for the call, Kenny. Thank appreciate it. And, and just to kind of, uh, horseback on what it is that Kenny was talking about as far as, um, uh, different avenues and stuff that you can find things. Of course, Manta is, is always a great resource. Uh, Thomas Net, you know, learn, we talked about, Chuck, you mentioned earlier about finding uh, the specific type of equipment that you have. Another way to, uh, when you're looking at different, um, um, I forget what the directories is probably what, probably what best suits them, but internet directories and stuff, because all this stuff is free. Understand your equipment type, but understand the SIC codes for that equipment type can also uh, lend you, uh, can give you a little bit of a heads up as far as if you're going to be searching directories and stuff of that nature. If you know your SIC codes or your, um, you know, your industrial codes and stuff of, of different products, that can help uh, also maybe uh, pull up some diamonds in the rough that you may not be aware of. And, and maybe we'll go into that one on a, on a future podcast on uh, learning and understanding what the SIC codes and all that stuff stands for. But that'd be great. Uh, yeah, and I think that's, I think you're giving some great advice there. You know, and, and you can even go, um, you know, Google's a great way of getting information as well. You know, if you went frozen food pr uh, producers, uh, North Carolina, it'll come up with all sorts of things. Right, right. 
And uh, we got well, also- eight minutes left in the show. I wanted to give Chuck an opportunity to kind of uh, tell us a little bit more about what he and Chassis have going on up, up that way up above the border and if there may be any opportunities or anything for anybody down here that uh, we might be able to help Chuck out with if he has anything cooking up that way. Well, we always have opportunities here. Um, we have all sorts of domestic U.S. freight that our trucks can't haul. So, you know, if you get signed up with us, uh, we'd love to work with all of you. And we love working with one- and two-truck operators. Um, you know, they're the core of our business. So, you know, especially if you have flatbeds, dry vans, or reefers, um, you know, we have freight that goes, you know, from California back to New Jersey, New Jersey to California, uh, and everything is sporadic. So, you know, we play the spot market. We work with a lot of clients that are sporadic. That's why they call us, because they're not steady lanes, but we're able to find them trucks. So, you know, if we can help anybody there, and we'll do quick pays, that's not a problem at all. Um, you know, you don't have to work with a factoring company. We can pay you directly immediately with a comp check once it's delivered. Um, on that so note, on, on the other note, up and give you contact information. Sure. Uh, just call. You can call me at any time, and I'll get you set up. My extension is 203, and the phone number is 800-388-4352. That's good anywhere in North America. Um, One more time. As well, you can look at our website, which is www.traffics, and that's T-R-A-F-F-I-X.com. You want to give that number out one more time, Chuck? 800-388-4352. And my personal extension is 203. And don't be afraid to reach out to me. You know, um, I return all phone calls. I return all emails personally. And I get back to people right away. I can so, you know, if you've, got a, if you've got a question or you've got a problem or, or you want to do business with us, by all means, uh, contact me. I'll get you set up as a carrier. Once you're set up, you, you've got to keep in touch with me. Tell me what you need. I'll get it for you if I can. Um, but we will work with everybody. You know, as long as you've got um, insurance and you've got authority, it's not a problem. All right. So, and and what, what's been going on as far as uh, with your latest blog and everything? Chuck also has a blog, everyone. We, we, we try to plug it every time he comes on the show. You know, I was just, uh, I get a chance when I talk to you because uh, on, on those Wednesday nights, I take some time just to clear my head and clear my desk. And I was just uh, writing on now, and I'll give you a, a little bit of information. Um, I was just telling some of my customers and some of the people that read it about what's going on uh, in the U.S. as far as the um, changes back in the hours of service that we've reached some sanity somewhere in your country with the reset, which I, I think is just fantastic. It's the best news I've heard in ages, um, other than falling oil prices, which is also helpful. Uh, the other thing is that I'm mentioning is uh, Ontario is starting to really pick up as far as our manufacturing base because our Canadian dollar is getting weaker because of the cost of oil. But on the other hand, uh, Alberta and I, we actually have a terminal out there. Um, you know, it's really hurting things out there uh, because that's 
basically an oil-driven economy. And Canada has, our dollar is tied to a barrel of oil. So when oil is uh, strong and it's trading strong, our dollar is strong, which hurts our exports. But the province of Alberta has been doing very well over the last few years. And, you know, we're noticing a real change. But for us, there's a, there is a good side to it um, in the fact that there's more drivers available now and owner-operators that weren't available uh, three months ago or six months ago or a year ago. So, you know, with every uh, problem, there's an opportunity. But, uh, you know, we're seeing a real slowdown in that oil patch. But I'm sure everybody out there is a little bit relieved that uh, diesel fuel has come down in price. You must notice that when you fill up your truck right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some people are... uh Pining for the days of the 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 higher fuel costs, so that the fuel surcharge can go back up. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the uh, in the rates report, because um, now the fuel surcharge is kind of dropped down for reefers. It's kind of dropped down around that thirty five cents per mile, uh, 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 somewhere down in that area. Let me, uh, Chuck, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up real quick. I got one caller that wants to get a question in, but I want to make sure that I. Uh, plug these other guys on these other podcasts before we go to that, before we run out of time. And I just okay. want to make mention that yesterday, uh, Kenny Long that called in with us tonight, his show comes on every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, his show is Trucking with Authority. Kenny talks about everything uh, about getting your authority, uh, the different uh, aspects as far as the regulations and everything as far as that's concerned. Here at the Race and Lane, we try to Put more in your back pocket here. We try to uh, expose different things of, as far as your business is concerned and, and keep you up to date on what the lanes and what the rates are doing. We can also talk about low boys here on Rates and Lane Podcast. Um, and tomorrow night, we have Mr. Chad Boblet. He has his podcast, his Brokers and Beyond. His show is every Thursday. Uh, it comes on, and his the call-in number for Chad's show is 347 677 one seven nine nine. I'm giving his number out because, of course, that's tomorrow. Um, once again, that number three four seven six seven seven one seven nine nine. And on Fridays at four p.m., Kim Cochran has her show that comes on Destination Health. And I'm seeing a little uh, show here coming up. We got Rowing Toe with Mike Beckett. Mike and Kevin Beckett will be uh, starting a podcast coming soon. So that's kind of the, the lineup on the Audio Road Network. And with that said, we want to thank everyone that helped make this show possible. Uh, and we're going to jump over and grab Jim before we get out of here so Jim can get a question in with you, Chuck. And Jim, you're on live with Rico and Chuck. What's your question? Hey, Rico. Hey, Chuck. Uh, say, Chuck, I know you're out of Canada there, and I realize I've heard before that you know, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. My wife and I, I used to drive for U.S. Express and Schneider, you know, like 10 years ago, and we would be forced to go up into Canada. I mean, not, not to make it sound bad, but, you know, we were always didn't like the border crossing things because we weren't familiar with them. But I do know that nine times out of ten, I forgot where we went, but there was never a language issue. But at one point, one of them had sent us somewhere where it was predominantly French-speaking, and I wanted to know, because I'm interested in going up there. If the rates are good, I'm not against going into any part of Canada. But do, are there certain parts that, that it's not, that it's a little bit of a bad thing to not know uh, French 
or or because it was it it was a little bit uh, intimidating. It, it, I forgot where it was now, but there was one city probably in Quebec. Yeah, that's probably where it was. Yeah, that's predominantly uh, French speaking. Uh, the rest of the country is English speaking for the most part. Okay, but you know, yeah, you know, you don't need. There's no need to come up to Canada to make money. There's lots of money in your country too. You're welcome to come up here, and and the money's great. Um, <laughs> it, it's a little tricky to get through the border sometimes because you got to make sure your ducks are all in a row. Uh, just make sure you have a passport. You need that now. Okay. And if you do, and just so everybody knows out there, if you've got any type of criminal record, including a DUI, because up in Canada, DUI is a criminal conviction. You are not allowed in Canada. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay so, with that. But uh, Okay. Do you, do you mind me asking? And you just need a passport. When, when you have excess spray, which load board do you tend to list? Do you, is DAT your favorite by, uh, generally? Personally, look, my personal favorite is DAT. Oh, that's um, what I was guessing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, but uh, we do use uh, we use a couple of the other ones. I know they use uh, the internet truck stop a lot here. Um, but I find overall DAT is uh, is pretty good. Okay, well, I, I will say I'll, I'll make one last comment, and that is that in terms of like we live in Charlotte, I don't I haven't looked for any direct customers yet. I met a friend here where I park our truck though. He has a direct customer just through DAT. He used to list. He used to he when he first got authority like three years ago. He would just post as a truck is available, uh, basically anywhere, everywhere. You know, drive in, and it didn't take long. He he got one direct customer off that. You know, a couple of years ago, going to New York and back, and then in the last year, he found another customer that they realized. You know, they basically contacted him, said, "Hey, if you live in Charlotte." We'll give you as many of these fifty-mile round trip around Charlotte, you know. So he met two direct customers just via the DAT without even him, you know. And he loves them, you know. He's 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 making more just as much per mile as we are, and he's home every night. So I know oh, yeah. it's sometimes it's easy to not even have to search them out. If you list your truck and there's a small shipper and you and you do a good job for them, they'll they'll call you and say, hey, you know, if you're if you live in Charlotte, because I don't know, he he's happy as can be just just through that. Tell me something. Down in the U.S., is DAT allowed to post loads directly from shippers? Yes. As far as I know. Yeah, the, the okay, because up in Canada, their, the their sister company account. is not. Well, a shipper can have an account with down. DAT? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, they can. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, there there are a few direct shippers that are that are. As a matter of fact, uh, DAT has put out their directory. Um, if you have their low board, uh, any of their low boards, I don't think it, it matters which which level of service that you have with them. But you can get on their directory and you can begin to. That's another way that you can start to search out uh, maybe some potential direct shippers as well. Um, more and more, uh, we talked about um, before on previous shows, and also Kenny kind of touched on it a little bit last night. But more and more, a lot of uh, a lot of shippers have gone through the three PL model, and you're basically going to have to go through a three PL to even get any kind of. Uh, with some of these guys, there's still some places where you can go in and and, and you know uh, and still be able to make your sales calls, 
but um, there's, there seems to be a little bit of a shift that's going with this 3PL model as well as far as giving them everything, giving them complete control over the, the shipping uh, for, for some companies. Well, because it keeps things a lot easier for them. They get a, basically, they, quite often, they get a free traffic manager. And it keeps their prices, if they're doing it, uh, some of them will do it on a, uh, on a cost plus. So if they're, uh, that way they can play the uh, spot quote market. And the smart ones do that. So they enlist the help of a 3PL, um, and he looks after all of their needs for their shipping. And they get the best of all worlds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a growing thing. And I'm, I'm next, um, I'm going to shoot you an email, sir. I'm going to shoot you an article that I've seen. And, and maybe on, a, on our next visit, maybe we can delve into that a little bit. We'll just tease, just tease it just a little bit before we get ready to get out of here. But, uh, but I'm, I'm going to shoot you an article on, on some, uh, some trends that have been coming down the pipe. Um, and a lot of things that they, they, this company called uh, Inbound Logistics, I'll shoot you, the, uh, shoot you the article here in just a minute. But it talks about okay. um, the ten the ten trends. Uh, for, it's giving shippers ten trends to look out for with carriers. Um, I just wanted to maybe uh, bounce that off of you. Uh, that might be something we'll delve into on the next the uh, next time that you get a chance to come on and visit with us. Okay. But Jim, did you, did, did you get all, did, did you get everything out, Jim? That no, looked like we like, we must oh, lost yeah, yeah. Jim. Okay. All right. Well, we we kind of we delved into a little bit of overtime. There, we appreciate you for coming on. We want to thank you for your time and for and for your services on coming on and just sharing with us and giving us some insight on the anatomy of making a sales call. Um, I think if we got any more questions or anything that's pertaining to this, please go to uh, the Rake and Lane Facebook page. You can post um, questions or anything that you may have on future shows. Next week, um, we may be having a uh, transportation attorney, Henry Seaton, will be jumping back on board with us next week as his scheduled, view, uh, scheduled visit with us. So uh, with that said, uh, Seth, anything you would like to say in closing? Well, everybody, be, be safe out there. Have fun. All right. Once again, Chuck, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. And Thank we'll you, Rico. I look forward to our next visit. Yes, sir. Take care. God bless. Good night. God bless. Thank you and good night to everyone. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-PUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.